As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Max Carlin. Max, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Ben. How are you? Doing well. I'm excited to dive right back into our discussion of, you know, just different prospects that we've been talking about and then watching for the 2021 draft. So let's get into it. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, that's the last of our off-ball scorers. You want to talk about Scotty Barnes a little bit with me? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I, I watched the Indiana Marathon game. Um, I, I, do, I do think to some extent the Scotty thing would, would maybe work as, as like a legit creator if he had awesome touch. Unfortunately, he has terrible touch. But, yeah, like, there are, there are moments where he, like, you know, he breaks out, like, a dream shake. Or, like, he, you know, if, you, if you can, like, if he can run tightly off of an off-ball screen, get the ball going downhill, and then, you know, he can pass fake. Like, he did, I, I think it was, like, the first possession of that Indiana game. He can pass fake to the corner, help defense recovers, and then he's just, like, has some of the most functional length ever. And he's just is reaching up and putting the ball in the basket without getting an inch off the ground because he cannot jump. Um, and by cannot jump, I don't mean he has like limited vertical. I, like he just doesn't go up in the air. He, he like goes sideways. It, it makes no sense. Um, but, but he has the length to compensate for that. So I think that like he can get to these touch shots where he just kind of reaches over guys where, where he's matched up with smaller players where he can work in the post and with footwork. Um, but he has terrible touch. And so it just doesn't work. Um, I, I don't know where I'm going to end up with Scotty. Uh, the defense has, has underwhelmed pretty badly so far. Uh, I think they're like, he's, he's in a weird role uh, where he's like defending the point of attack and switching everything. But there have been some very bad switches. Yeah, it's a there. really weird eval. Cause like, he's like weaving on the perimeter of all the switches and then is inconsistent with his interior. I, I, yeah. I think I know, I know what you're talking about like a couple plays where he'll, he'll like give up a pretty easy lane for a roller on like a late switch um, I'm just yeah. like, not sure. Like, I think it's probably at this point just like a communication thing, 
and like a scheme thing just because it is so weird. But they're just poorly executed switches. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. He's um. He's been weird. He's a weird player. Uh. I'm not sure the whole thing makes sense. Like the I think the vision of it crystallizes when he when he does like run tightly off of an off ball screen and he's going downhill or when he's in transition and can throw these perfect hit aheads with unbelievable touch um and just precise location but as is it's just like how on earth does this guy score yeah i don't foresee myself doing much moving with scotty Barnes. maybe down i, I mean it's important to consider that like this is so far from his optimal role like as we talked about plenty on this podcast you know he's he's most optimal in like a connecting foreman. Basically, what 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 he did at Montverde with with Cade Cunningham, where he can short roll and pass a little bit out of the post, um, and you know maybe attack closeouts and such. I mean the shots obviously a big question for him. I do enjoy that he's been willing to shoot and has taken some audacious shots. Um, <laughs> he's been more willing than I expected. Yeah, but like some shots from like quite quite far out that you know. Uh, I, I wouldn't have expected him to be willing to take or, you know, Leonard Hamilton, you know, Florida to allow him to take. But, like, it's been – that's been encouraging, but I'm still, like, worried about the shot, no doubt. Um, I just think it's, like, I, I'm not going to get too low on Scotty's offense or defense, no matter what happens this season, um, just because, you know, we know this role is so inoptimal for him. Um, there's only so much that can be gleaned from him being totally overextended as a creator. Um, we've known that Scotty can't score on the ball. Like, none of that is. But changing. I don't think he can score in any setting whatsoever. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's just the concern at all. I mean, and and that's why like both of us had him as like a late lotto guy, um, instead of like, yeah, you know, higher than that. But I'm just I, trying I, to I mean, be. Go ahead. I, was, I mean, like, like the special passing isn't going anywhere, even if it's less evident. Um, with Florida State, I think the really the off-ball defense probably isn't going anywhere either. Even if this weird role is, I mean, if anything, like the weird role has showcased how you know how unique of a mover and how great his ground coverage is in, in spurts as well on the on the bright side. Like, yeah, it's weird, and you don't really want him like switching one through five and like guarding ninety-four feet. Like, that's that's not what you want from Scotty Barnes. <laughs> but like, yeah, and, and he's I, I do think it showcases like the breadth of his defensive ability that like it's like it's not a disaster like he's a 6'9 dude who is like capable in this role like it's not ideal and like you said there have been plenty of kinks and it's not the defensive wonder kid scotty barnes of old but like it's 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 not bad like it, it, it kind of works yeah i i'm maybe lower on the degree to which it works but it's not it's not an unmitigated disaster which i think is a testament to yeah his, his movement yeah ability. Um. Yeah, and and you're still seeing the you know he's moving the defense with his eyes and throwing you know, beautiful no looks and skipping you know skipping the ball over the defense and uh really just you know incredible incredible passer uh one of a kind at that size but yeah I'm just trying to be careful with these guys who can't score at all uh because it's just it's just not viable in the NBA um and I mean it like. It hasn't been that viable in college, really. Like he, he just cannot score at all. No, his offense has been bad in college. I mean, yeah, his scoring off his scoring has been bad in college. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm curious to see what happens the rest of the season. I still like, yeah, I have the the idea of what that role is in the NBA, but I'm not sure it's it's even that realistic. Like if if he could if he could just jump kind of like a normal person, I I would maybe buy it. Or if or I had get average touch. 
Yeah, or if he had average touch, I could buy that it, that it could work. But his touch is just so bad. Um, yeah, it, it, he's an interesting player and a and a weird player. And just like I'm glad that he exists as as like an experiment in basketball. Uh, but I'm not I'm not sure to what degree it works as a prospect. Um, now to someone who definitely oh oh, do, or should we do the Springer, Springer uh, debater or shooters? Let's end with Springer. Okay. Um, all right. Elite shooters. Uh, Corey Kispert. Oh, my Man. God. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. what an unbelievable shooting prospect this guy is. The The range that he's now shooting from, the just utter audacity of his shots, and that he's always been a guy with underrated ancillary skills while also getting quicker this year, that he has more closeout attacking ability. I mean, that he has, like, more, like, running pick-and-roll ability, which, again, he's not, yeah. he's not really going to be doing. But, like, he's he has gotten by some guys, and then laterally he looks he looks better. And he's, he's always been a guy that I think has just been underrated as a defender. Like, while he is slow, he's very large and, and fairly intelligent. Um, he's a really good prospect. I think I've already got him as a top 20 guy. Um, I think he's, he's a better prospect than any of the shooters last year. Uh, he's better than Bain. He's, he's yeah. for sure better than Neesmith. Smith. Um, I mean, he, I, like, he's really leveled up as a shooter this year. Yeah. That's not really something I, I, I mean, I've, I've always been like a Kispert skeptic because he was always like a good shooter, but never like this level of shooter. Like just, a, you know, like, like he, he's always been like a super high volume shooter. Um, Always around nine threes per a hundred. He's like, he, he's up that to 12.3 threes per hundred. 2%. 52%. I mean, that's like. Neesmith stuff if Neesmith could shoot off the dribble and, and dribble but, and, and but the pass. Thing is, when like, Neesmith did that, when Neesmith did that, it was against um the bad teams. It was against like like Just, Appalachian State or something like that. No, it was like Richmond, Liberty, and then they like they yeah. were Auburn, but like Yeah, for the one the one game yeah, Which Auburn. he was good to be fair. But, but. I mean Kispert has done this against Iowa, Virginia, against Auburn, Kansas. Uh, just this loaded non-conference schedule. Um yeah. he's also shooting 87 and a half percent at the rim which is like obviously small sample but like and he's been slowing blowing out of the water and like his finishing craft i think is it looks tangibly better than it has in the past yeah and he's just such a terror in transition because he'll because he'll fire with momentum he'll fire from so deep that he is a finisher that he i mean he's an improved finisher that he has that size yeah he is just a really yeah. sensational shooting process also, assist to turnover ratio spiked from one and a half last year to 3.2 this year. And, and he Again, was that backing up the improvements he's made as a passer from someone who was always a pretty decent passer. Like yeah, he was a solid passer, he just couldn't dribble at all. Um, yeah. and was and was so so slow. Uh, yeah, he already got- has five dunks this year after only having seven the last couple two seasons. Like, all, like on the stat sheet, like on on the film, like all of the, the improvements are like so unexpected and like really and real. I, I thought coming into the year that he could work his way into being like a, a fringe first type guy. Yeah, on our first uh, 2021 episode, we t- that was your like hot my, take. my hot take. Yeah, that he was going to be like that he was going to go in the first round. That he'd be kind of a fringe first for for me. I don't think you expected this. No, I didn't. But that was like you know not expecting him to get massively better by any means. That was kind of you know just minor improvements. And he's he is, seems to have gotten significantly better, leveled up as a shooter. Like you said, the movement is a lot better. Um, on both ends. Yeah, he's a really, really good prospect. Uh I, I like and, and with just how weak that, that mid lottery to teens range is, like I I don't think you could take Kispert too high. He's not gonna go top ten. So 
you know, after that, I, I don't know that there's going to be a too high for Corey Kispert because it, it's just, it's a weak draft and he's an absolutely sensational shooter as like a three, four, uh, with solid ancillary skills. Um, he's really good. Uh, he's, he is one of the best players in college basketball and, and an absolute joy to watch, uh, that, that explosion the other day against Virginia was unbelievable. <laughs> it was like one of the most remarkable uh, shooting performances. Uh, he, he's a really good prospect. Kispert's awesome. I mean, again, outside of like the lottery, even like, yeah, you can't take him too high. I mean, it's like quietly like a quite a good shooting. Like there's quite a few great, like pretty high level shooters between like him and Zaire and, and Bones even. Like Bones, Moody. Yeah. Moody. Like it's, I don't know. It's becoming a fun shooting class, like pretty quickly. Which is funny because we th- we thought no we one thought it was bad. Shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, as like, and even like guys who like aren't like that elite shooters, but like are very good shooters exist as well. Like it's it, it's fun. It's really fun. All right, should we talk Springer? Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Jaden Springer. Um. Who I have a lot of thoughts on. As if as you probably know, if you haven't been living under a rock, I'm just gonna talk about Jaden Springer in in his self. Who I think is kind of been under discussed um as like one of like the real top prospects in this class which is funny because i was like generally like not this in on springer but a lot of this for me is like other guys disappointing like this other guys moving down um the thing about springer that's really impressed me is like i am fairly like i have like a good amount of confidence in him as a real like on-ball creator like his his on ball creation stuff to me has looked really impressive, and while he isn't like the burstiest player in the world, everything else is so is so good for him. He's incredibly strong, always has been. I was unsure about just how strong he was, as that was a concern I'd expressed before the draft. I I, I no longer am, am am as concerned about that. His I think despite like the ball control and his handle being good, like his you know ability to be deceptive and change directions and work with angles with his handle and like I said change directions sharply is really impressive combine that with his strength his his footwork is immaculate I mean he is is like a point of attack footwork god on defense Um, and that beautifully translates to the offensive end where he can split defenders and do spin moves without losing any momentum um, and he loves his hop step where he is really explosive off of two, but he uses that hop step to leverage his strength and, and balance and to be patient and wait for a decision to open up if he's going to shoot while waiting for defenders to fly by him or hit an interior pass. And again, adding on to that, his interior passing has looked really good, which meshes really well with his slashing game to where he is able to, to draw defenders with his strength and his slashing and make some pretty like impressive and ambitious interior passes, putting guys in jail uh, passing over and around defenders into really tight windows. Um, that's all been super impressive to me. Um, I think the big question with him, I mean, the big question is the shot for me with him and is where like, if the shot is worse than I think it is, then I'm very much willing to go back on the take that everybody knows about. Um, you know, if, if the shot really is disappointing then which I, I mean, the, the touch story has been good and I've always been kind of kind of a fan of his, you know, longish or longish mid-range creation, which is why I've had hope. But he's not, like the mechanics aren't perfect. Um, and the three-point rate this year has been a little disappointing to me. Um, but I do think there's hope there. Um, I, I mean, obviously, he's an awesome defensive prospect. Um, you know, the, the point of attack defense has been lauded to death. Um, and then off-ball, he's very sound as well. Um, and then he's like still the youngest American player in the draft. And like that matters a ton. Um, 
this is like more, more broad overview of Springer. Max will get into questions and, and prodding at my, my, my Springer takes, but like he, he is like, he is high school senior aged um, and not playing in the greatest offensive context in the world. And I think that matters a lot given how much success he's had as an on-ball creator. Again, like the competition hasn't been the greatest, but he's played some, some okay teams. And again, it, once again, if this like can't hold up against SEC teams, then um I'm much open to lowering him. But at this point, um, with like real, I think some real creation equity, um, I'm tentatively like very in on, on Jaden Springer at this point. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the prep to pro NBA Draft podcast is also presented by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow-up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to say off the top that I think that the, the Springer is greater than Suggs uh, take is kind of deranged. Uh, <laughs> it's getting, I think, a little too caught up in some probably low probability on ball creation as opposed to just like missing the fact that while Suggs, yeah, like he's not the platonic ideal of a point guard in that he's in today's game, that he's not going to be running pick and roll every time down the floor. It's just that he's so much better at basketball um, that I, I think that that's kind of where this starts and ends for me. However, like w- before we started recording, I, I asked you if, if the explanation was just like buying that there's much more of a traditional on ball role with Springer there, which does make sense to me on, on account of the fact that like, Springer is uniquely capable of getting to his spots because he's so strong and the handle has really developed. I think that used to not be very good. Um, and the handle's really developed to be a thing that, that he, I mean, he's breaking out. Yeah, and like I said, like the ball control is still an issue, but I think like that's easier to tighten. Like, and he he has like the athletic tools in terms of change of direction and agility and deception to change, like, like you were saying, like with his handle. Yes, I mean, just his change of direction that he has some deception with that handle, crazy balance, crazy footwork, uh, and just being so ridiculously strong that he can, it really does feel like he can maneuver wherever he wants on the court. And that once he gets there, once he gets to his spots, that he does have this really fun, like throwback, 
power guard game where he just drops a shoulder into a guy and then rises up over them for like a nine footer. Uh, it's really, it's a weird, it's a weird style, but it works very well. Um, and then, yeah, just like as a driver that, that, you know, he, he gets you on his hip, drops his shoulder into you. You're throwing a bit off balance and he hits you with a spin move and he's at the rim finishing. Uh, and the, the, yeah, I think the passing has, has looked better than I expected as well. That He's had some really nice drop-offs in there. Um, the, the shot, I think that maybe in, in the short term, it's definitely more the working to spots like it for these like paint jumpers, um, kind of like faults, like honestly. Um, and then, you know, it comes along from three. I'm not that worried about the shot, but you know, as, as opposed to Suggs where he looks like, yeah. yeah and that's what I was talking about. I mean, really like, well, Suggs is like a dynamite shooter, obviously like he's incredible. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I do, I do understand where you're coming from with this that like there is i think if you were to tell me that that one of these two guys would become like a really just kind of overwhelming on ball scorer that i would probably guess that it's springer just because the sugs uh i think like length limitations and but and still the ball control issues that are there and and i think some burst issues uh you know i I don't think that there's really that level of of ridiculous on ball scoring upside with Suggs, but he's just he I mean he's just such a better basketball player. Um, and yeah, just, no doubt. And I mean, like, like a couple more points, like clarifying points. I, I like I'm still like very in on Suggs. Like I, I haven't ranked, but like these would probably be my three four in the same tier. So like they really like like they really could go either way for me. And like I certainly understand like being way more on Suggs because like Suggs is stellar at basketball and clearly an incredible shooter and like a genius defender. Um, but also like very worth noting to me is that Springer is 15 months younger than Jalen Suggs yeah. and playing in like a, an offensive context that is a lot less optimizing for him. Like he is like, like Tennessee's uh, an, an incredible college basketball team, but they're not, they don't exactly run a modern offense. Um, and Gonzaga is brilliant. Like the, the, it's, yeah. Mark Few's system is masterful. It's, yeah. it's genius stuff. Um, obviously, like if, if you swapped them, you know, like Springer, like wouldn't necessarily call because they're, they're different players and require different things to succeed. But that that the age point to me, like Suggs is yes, like a lot better at basketball right now. But like Springer's very good at basketball in his own right. Sure, but I, I think so. You're talking about a guy who's just really operating at a different level of understanding. It, 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 it seems he's proven that the understanding of pace and angles and how to manipulate windows is truly absurdly outlier, just kind of one yeah, of my and I think that's fair. Um, that's kind of where I'm at there. You know, I, I was very much with you on, on like pump the brakes. The Kansas game was unbelievable. Uh, but you know, Auburn was, was just like strictly in transition, but we've now gotten a couple more of these games from Suggs uh, to the point where I, I think I feel pretty, pretty comfortable with him at, as the number three guy. Um, I still have him a ways off from from the top two. Yeah, we're st- we're happily together, being irresponsible about Evan Mobley. Um, yeah, yeah. Mo- Mobley is so good, and Suggs North Springer is in the same tier for me as Mobley. But I mean, after Mobley and Kate, like I'm very open to Suggs at three, and I very well may end up with Suggs there as well. Like this is a point I want. To, like Suggs is very good. Like I'm not discrediting anything he's done as well, but like I, it's more just being that in on Springer. Like at this point for me, Which I think it's fair. Like I just watched the Cincinnati game, and that was an unbelievable performance. He was like, so good against Cincinnati. It yeah. certainly was not Suggs against Kansas or Suggs against Iowa, um, or there there was one other yeah. ridiculous Suggs game. Um, 
It certainly was not to that level. But it was an incredible all-around game. Like, really unbelievable. And I don't think that anyone in this class gets to his spots the way that Springer did in that game. And he was a revelation on defense. Like, he was unbelievable. He beat every yeah. single guy to his spot. Not even every talking sp- about Springer, like, defensively. Like, like, like he's obviously yeah. a ridiculous defender. Like, that's a given. Like, so. Yeah, I mean, Springer was absolutely unreal. Like, beat every guy to his spot, has the strength once there to just completely shut them down. And then off the ball, like, had multiple awesome rotations, multiple awesome digs for steals. Like, he was sensational and has always been a sensational guard defender. Um, but honestly, this was this was kind of, I think, above my expectations of him as an off-ball guy. Um, yeah, he, he was – that was a really impressive performance. And I think that's probably by far the best competition that they've played so far. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah I, I am, I think, very open to the idea of being insanely in on Springer. Um, I think that, that to me, Suggs is definitely separated from him right now, but I, I do, I do get the vision with Springer that like they, I think he offers something in this class that not, not a lot of other guys do in terms of really like consistently, I think being able to get where he wants on the court, get the shots that he wants. And I do think that, that he can, he can make them enough, uh, to, to be an interesting on-ball player. It's just with Suggs, like you're, you're just, you're talking about just a different, like it's different lens you have to view him through because i just think that he's at such a different level as as a, as a basketball intellect yeah and that's all fair and I, again like it, it's a long season and i'm open to being you know correcting myself but it's, I mean, uh, it's also yeah. we, can, we can disagree on things like oh yeah yeah of course and i'm you know still gonna hold firm you know look at like a springer sugs three four it's still good and they're still close and they're still in the same tier but i'm still holding strong to my stringer springer take very excited for sec play to open I think this week. Um, uh, I think they play. Yeah, they play at at uh, Missouri on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I think with like the top of this draft, the question to me is not who, like one, two, and three, especially are going to be. It's how many one man tiers are at the top. Um, yeah, which there's tiers. at least two to me. Like. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like which tiers is a one man tier? Um, yeah, because yeah, uh, Mobley's really good. Mobley's really, really. He's really so good. good. He's. I mean, we'll do a whole thing on Mobley soon, I'm sure. But like, he's unbelievable. I mean, P- PD. Like when we were talking about Mobley uh, after, because I because I went back and watched a few more Rancho games before the start of the season, and was like, all right, I think we might have overreacted a little bit. This guy is is you know this kind of special that, that I think we we'd always thought he was, uh, and PD said that yeah that he thought that Mobley was was just a you know like an amorphous blob tier over over the top couple of tiers and he wouldn't really argue with anyone having Mobley anywhere and that's kind of how I feel now it's like I I don't know I don't know that there's too high on Mobley he's like we have I we haven't seen him tested to the extent that you would want I don't think in terms of physicality but he's i mean i don't really think like he like he is like he he is that i think though i mean is he is what like the the physicality is there for him i mean yeah he's insanely physical but again like i mean bj boston's insanely physical how much does it matter if you're really skinny mobley has the has the um counter of being seven feet tall with a seven five wingspan and and ridiculous touch and ludicrous skill and intelligence and yeah, Mobley, Mobley, 
Mobley is, is being defended by centers and he drops his shoulder to you and then just like spins and he's shooting right over you. Or, you know, he's freaking breaking you down off the dribble because he's an alien. Um, yeah, I'm, I am very passionate about Evan Mobley. He's, uh, my, yeah, oh, Mobley is, he's so much fun. He's like quickly, beca- like he was very quickly became like my favorite player in this class. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. He's, I want to watch every minute he plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have and I will. Like, and I continue, and I will continue to. Like, it's it's so much fun. Like, he he is so joyous, it, despite playing. Yeah, I mean, playing with Isaiah even still like has its moments. Like, oh yeah, the the chemistry is there. Yeah. I mean, it, like, yeah, Isaiah has his issues, but yeah, just the the quantity of of not just you know the the highlight plays of Mobley being a wild rim protector, whether that's you know, in a zone for some reason, which he he does amazingly, even though like I don't know why you'd you'd put a guy with that mobility in his own, but whether it's, you know, as a help side rim protector, working in his own, hedging ball screens, ah, he just, he looks unbelievable. Like he, man, he's, he's a really special prospect. Uh, and we should stop talking about him before. Irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's move on to our catching eye segment, which shouldn't take too long. Yeah. Uh, all right. You my go? first, yeah, my first guy was Joe Wieskamp. Wieskamp, oh, yes. Yeah, always been a guy that like I've liked, but have never been able to make up my mind on because he's very inconsistent. Um, I just uh, I forget which game I watched recently, but just like appreciate that he he's a very skilled off ball player that like he really is good with with setting up screens off the ball with reading screens off the ball. Um, you know, not a a sprint into shots contort in the air guy, which, which stinks. And which is why, you know, he's not a first round prospect or a, you know, really high level prospect, but he is a guy who can get himself open off the ball and then, you know, shoot, shoot off screen shots. He just does need to square up before. Um, yeah. I, I think that that that's like mostly my point and appreciation of, of Wieskamp as, as a, a skilled off ball player. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if, if he can, maintain some more consistency in, in his junior year because if he does I think I would feel pretty confident in him as as like an early second type guy yeah I've always been relatively uh in on Wies camp um I do think that he's mostly the same player he's always been um which is a little disappointing um he hasn't really had like a stark jump um in in like skill I think I mean he's a really good I, I mean I, I think he's a pretty good handler for his role pretty good p- passer for his role like ridiculously slow which is I mean his his issue like uh as an off-ball scorer but like he's a great shooter and he's a versatile shooter and he can dribble and pass a little bit and you know he has the same issue of being slow on the defensive end but he he, he's pretty smart and i think tries um and this is like a well-sized wing with a lot of skill is like he's gonna be worth like a late second or early second late first to me like whenever he comes out i think so yeah i mean i'll still be relatively in on a camp like, I'm, I've yeah. always been a fan of his. My one, my one qualm with him as a shooter, I mean, beyond the inconsistency, is that he is very hesitant for a guy who is a really good shooter. Uh, there are just way too many shots that he that he turns down. Um, yeah, there, there's just there's some weird you know mentality stuff there. I think just because of the on account of the the inconsistency and, and some unwillingness to assert himself. But he's a good player nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can do my my second guy. Uh, this is just like kind of funny. Uh, Adama Sonogo, I think is his name on, on UConn. Uh, and I don't think that he's like really considered much of a prospect. He was, I think a pretty big RSCI guy, but there were just some very funny moments in that, 
book night 40 piece of just hilariously slow processing uh he's he's like a 0.5 assist to turnover guy uh it, w- it was just amusing um n- nothing more there really catching eye roots this is this was a funny thing i saw yeah um a couple guys for me uh short ones in like a similar mold the first one is terrence shannon of texas tech who is an awesome wing prospect with a disastrous shot which is the case with like all of the texas tech wings um shannon has been much more willing as a shooter this year which is really nice i think he shot what did he he shot six threes against kansas which was like a quarter of his attempts last year um he has upped his three-point attempt rate a decent bit, but it, like the mechanics are still atrocious. Like he'll have shots where like both of his toes will point inward, and and the valgus is like Josh Green levels. I was um, about to say the Josh Green. The yeah, Josh Green. it's like it's it's really bad, and like because of that, like I don't really have much faith unless that fixes. Like like the mechanical issues are like really stark. Um, always been a good free throw shooter though, and like again, like interesting interesting strength based slashing some secondary playmaking. The defense has always been good. Like really, really nice defense creator at the point of attack with his length and lateral quickness um, and instincts. Um, the off-ball defense is good you know, in, in, in the Chris Beard scheme. But yeah, I mean, somewhat at this point, like I'd, I'd probably be comfortable with him like the mid to late second, but like just needs to shoot. And I'm not sure he will, but uh, a very fun player nonetheless. Yeah, I have not watched Texas Tech this year, but uh I like Terrence Shannon last year. The also known, Terrence Shannon, also known as the the best prospect from the 2019-20 Texas Tech Red Raiders. <laughs> yes, yes he is. I mean, like for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him this yeah. year. I, I I think with him though, like long track record of dissonance right between the free throw percentage and three yeah. point percentage, and like the mechanics are different. I think like I, yeah. I think Petey talked about like him changing his shot. Um, like, like the mechanics are just way different and yeah. And that track record is definitely there. Yeah. So I don't know how much I'm buying free throw rate or free throw percentage as a, as an indicator for him, just given that yeah. there's, there's a long standing dissonance there. Uh, yeah, he would be, yeah, he'd be fun if he, if he could really shoot. But. Yeah, he would. Um, for this last and for my last one, I would like to appreciate Tavion Kinsey of Marshall, just the most ridiculous athlete. Known for like as a freshman being like the six five guy to hit fifty five dunks, um, and is on pace to crush that at this point. Um, like he like his vertical explosiveness and balance and similar to to Book Knight, but like on steroids, like ability to just levitate and contort around defenders in the air is is masterful. Um, has improved I think marginally over his over the years as like a as an on ball player as a playmaker. Still has a ways to go as a shooter. Um, I think just by way of the athleticism and some of the defensive flashes probably like worth like a late second flyer. Um, don't really have like a sophisticated Kinsey take at this point, but just always been a guy who I've really been a huge fan of personally, because he's just such an unbelievable athlete with some, some solid skill, just hoping to see more perimeter development, more shooting from him. Um, but someone who's always fun to watch um, at Marshall. He's, he's really, really good. Yeah. If you look at the dunk leaderboards, it's, it's seven footers. Like it's Kofi, it's Zach Eady. And it's Tavion Kinsey. <laughs> dunks this year. Um, yeah, yeah. Nineteen dunks on pace for like, I think about seventy, which is absurd as a six-five dude. How many did Obi have last year? Obi had over hundred, right? Did he? Did he and Doke crack hundred? I'm almost sure they both cracked hundred. I mean, Let's see if I can get this quickly. 
Yes, they did. Obi had 107. Doak had 103. Yeah. Just, just like in his 55 dunk freshman year, Kinsey was at about like a one and a half dunk a game pace. Now he's at like a over two and a half dunk a game pace. Like it's like the Kinsey dunk watch is like one of our favorite, one of my favorite little things that we're going to keep tracking. Like he truly just like dunks everything like on the ball, like full court lobs. Like it, it, it's truly absurd. Like it's, if, if you haven't seen Tavion Kinsey, like which many of you may not have because he plays at Marshall, like just, just, just go find highlights. Like it, it, it's awesome. I think that does it. Yeah. Um, a good episode there. Um, after a little hiatus, we are prep pros back. Um, so yeah, with that, I think we're just going to outro like normal. Uh, you can make sure to follow me, uh, on Twitter at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore follow Max at Max a Carlin follow the pod at prep number two pro pod on Twitter. And with that, we'll see you all next time. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.